for all your medical care and needs. Ask our doctors. So like I just said, PCOS is an endocrine or hormonal condition that affects girls and women. But uh, let's talk to Karen Bester, medical trainee at Lamel Pharmaceuticals, to explain it better to us. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Maybe your explanation of what polycystic ovary syndrome is. Okay, so it is. The challenge, so let's talk about the word first. So syndrome means that there are a lot of signs and symptoms that don't necessarily link to each other. Okay. So you might have oily skin and weight gain and not link those two together. And then you arrive at a clinic where you, or you want to have babies and you struggle to fall pregnant. And then you go to the, to the doctor and the doctor says you've got polycystic ovary syndrome and in, in some cases, it's not very well explained. We don't know what, come, what came first, but what we do know is that women with polycystic ovary syndrome have little cysts that form on their ovaries. Now, your ovaries make little cysts anyway, and the idea is, is that, or how it's supposed to happen, is that in the 28 days of your menstrual cycle, they should pop and release a little egg that then goes to the uterus to be fertilized. In patients with polycystic ovarian syndrome, that does not happen, and these cysts just grow and grow and grow to a point where sometimes they have other complications associated with these cysts. The problem with the cysts is if they don't pop, they don't cause a variation in hormones as well, and we then also have raised male hormones. And then on top of that, we stop menstruating, um, we see weight gain because there's insulin resistance is involved in 80% of the cases. And so it's a, it's a complex syndrome, but it's something that's very treatable. So, I mean, from the little bit that I've read, I've read it looks like it's a, an extremely difficult syndrome to diagnose. Why is that? Because the symptoms are not overtly obvious. So unless you have enormous cysts on your ovaries and land at a hospital in your teens or young adulthood, you will not know that you have it. Or you might not know that you have it. And that's the challenge is that most women are only picked up when they, have ba- when they want to fall pregnant. And because they're not ovulating they um, then are unable to have, at that stage, unless it's corrected, they struggle to fall pregnant. So when they're not ovulating, I'm going to assume that they also don't menstruate as a result. Yeah, they don't menstruate or they menstruate irregularly. So, I mean, for me, that, that, that that's, you know, a big sign uh, from no. just looking at it on, on the outside. Because as a woman, if you're not menstruating, uh, you, you know something is fundamentally wrong uh, or right if you want to have a baby. Uh, so why you is it... You would assume so. <laughs> you would assume so, I suppose. Uh, so why is it that when they're not menstruating, that's not a cause for concern for them? I think there is this myth that it's okay to skip a few menstruations here and there. Also, remember our contraceptives are built, many of the contraceptives are built to either help you to stop menstruating or just menstruate a little bit. So our young females sometimes don't notice that they're not menstruating regularly. Mm. And 
you know, and and it goes lost. It goes gets lost in translation. Um, we also we we do we have uh, many women have this idea that it's okay and actually. Yay, I skipped a menstruation this month. That's not too terrible. <laughs> I'm moody and I'm depressed and I've picked up weight, but that's not too bad. At least I'm not menstruating this month. I'm moody and I'm depressed and I need chocolate in my life. Uh, yes. But the, the, the menstruation part is just mm. uh, one part of, uh, you know, a myriad of, of symptoms syndrome. that mm. uh, people with uh, P- PCOS P-C-O-S have. Yes. What are the other symptoms? So when we want to diagnose PCOS, we look for three things. The first one is the irregular menstruation. The second thing is we want to we look for symptoms that show that she's got more male hormone flowing in her blood. Hmm. What does what do what do we see? Oily skin and acne, or hair growth that looks like male hair growth. So. If you grow a beard or a moustache, if you have chest hair, or, as, or hair as, a woman, back, you, you as a woman, you you grow a beard and because uh, I've seen women with a beard and uh, 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 you know, uh, is that is that right to assume that that's the only reason why they would have a beard? It's PCOS. It they look they are genetic. Sometimes people grow more facial hair, but generally not a beard. Um, based on their genetic heritage. Okay. Um, but a beard indicates that there's some. They, they, you have raised male hormones, mm. and and that could be, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Could it be the biggest cause of that? There are other causes. There are pituitary and other endocrine systems that are involved with that. But it probably it could be that you have PCOS, and it's something that you should check. And then the third thing we actually look for is cysts on the ovaries. So cysts on ovaries alone doesn't mean you have PCOS, which is a strange challenge um, because we do, and and it has to do with the fact that we have little cysts anyway. Um, And if you don't have cysts, it also doesn't mean that you don't have PCOS. So that's why they look for two of those three symptoms, and then they'll diagnose PCOS. And then we'll start to manage them with diet, exercise, looking at how their body uses insulin. We'll have to go and look at the insulin levels probably. Um, And we will want to lower those insulin levels because if we find that if we lower the insulin levels, you have a knock-on effect that the male hormones lower, um, the, the woman starts ovulating again and she'll start menstruating regularly again and she and then she should be able to have a successful pregnancy if that's what she wants mm. um because we also pick up because purely because of the other challenges so resistant hair growth that we cannot treat with lasers um it doesn't go away or acne that just doesn't go away we're always being checked for the other two symptoms mm, mm. if um, if she's 19 or 20 and she is at varsity and she's not ready to have babies I would suggest that you fix the PCOS because of all the other challenges that are associated with it. Um, patients have very low mood. There's a very high risk for, for depression. Um, the, the body image with the weight gain, and you struggle to lose weight if you have insulin resistance. Um, I was talking to a lady yesterday who went, my personal trainer doesn't understand me at all. He doesn't mm. know what I want mm. because he's expecting her to lose weight. But she keeps on saying, I've got PCOS and he doesn't understand her at all.
Yeah, yeah. Um, so you struggle to lose weight. Also, pain and discomfort. Some some patients have severe migraines from it. And so you can see it's a lot of things. If I just yeah. have migraines and my skin's a little oily, I'm not going to go to the gynae. Yeah. Why? I just have my migraines checked. Yeah. So that's why it's so important that we educate women, that we educate moms to look for signs in their daughters. Um, and... Yes, so that we can we can sort out the challenges that that are associated with this okay. disorder. Okay, Karen. Let me ask for indulgence. I'm going to a quick commercial break, and then uh, oh. we'll we'll continue our conversation on polycystic ovary syndrome with Karen Besta when I come back. Please send your WhatsApp questions to zero six one four one zero four one zero seven, or if you want to talk to Karen, oh eight six triple zero two zero three two. Get your health questions answered by experts. Welcome back. It's 11.23. We are talking today in our health feature, Polycystic Ovary Syndrome, with uh, Karen Bester, medical trainee at Lamel Pharmaceutical. Uh, one of the things, though, that did scare me is that, uh, you know, people with, uh, or women with PCOS uh, end up being susceptible to a type of cancer. Do you want to talk a bit about that and how it ends up going that far sometimes? So with the endometrium building up, there, then it, may, it means that you firstly have a risk of having a very thick endometrium. Um, and that, that has challenges because then the uterus becomes too big and heavy and that puts pressure on your other organs. But also there's a very high risk for endometrial cancer. So the, it, it, it probably relates to the fact that the endometrium isn't released once a month as it should be. And that then just puts you at a higher risk for endometrial cancer when you are old, when you when you are older. Okay, uh, but here we have some voice notes uh, for you, Karen. I hope you have a pen mm. so that you can respond to them. Here they are. Good morning, team. I just want to know in relation. My daughter has recently began menstruating quite frequently. Uh, you know, more frequently than normal. It's like almost every two weeks. Uh, could this be PCOS related? Okay. Uh, do you want to respond to that, Karen? Uh, menstruation yes, frequently can. every two weeks. So frequency of menstruation is not a symptom of PCOS, but it is something that I would have checked out. So I would either take a, it depends on what your resources are, but definitely to the GP. Uh, or to a gynae or to an endocrinologist. Because you shouldn't be having your period every you two weeks. It no, should be every 28 all. days. Yeah, and that puts you at a very high risk for anemia because you are losing blood every month. Yeah. So she needs to, She. I would have that checked out. That needs medical intervention. Sometimes, you know, when when I read here that uh, some some of the, the, the symptoms include heavy periods, uh, you know, mm. sometimes heavy periods are, uh, you know, are diagnosed as fibroids. How do you know that your heavy period is actually not fibroids? It's linked to PCOS. So then we'd go back and look at the symptoms. So if you have heavy irregular periods or if you or if you have signs of male hormones or if you have cysts on your ovaries, then you then will diagnose PCOS. What also happens is that many women that have heavy periods also have endometriosis, where there's actual endometrium growing inside the gut, uh, the gut area, 
Um, in that case, uh, so PCOS and endometriosis also sometimes run together. So we do have patients that have both. Oh, so you can have endometriosis and still have PCOS. Yes. And, and they both need a separate degree of diagnosis, I'm yes. assuming. They would need specialist diagnosis. And yeah. the treatment is not the same. Treatment is not the same, no. But both of them have an effect on fertility. Okay. In terms of treatment and or reversal, is it something, if it's caught timelessly, uh, is it something that one can be re- 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 uh, reversed? <laughs> I almost said reserved. <laughs> it, it can be can be reversed and, and, and one ends up living a quote-unquote normal life after diagnosis. I, it cannot be reversed. It cannot be cured. But it is something that you can you can live with if you know about it. So you can live so, on treatment. Well, it's it's treatment. It also relates to diet and lifestyle. Um, it relates to um, it's, you know it it there are diet and lifestyle processes that you can put in place to make sure that your body is healthy and happy. Um, and you don't necessarily need to be on medication, and that's where an oral supplement like Ovaria would come into the play, um, where it is it's actually a food that you're taking. It's just a high dose of a type of food. Um, so we talk about um, a, 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 a supplement. Yeah. And it so the the it, it isn't like you're taking drugs, but the the Ovaria helps you with the insulin resistance. That's its its biggest focus. And that then has a knock-on effect on helping with the other symptoms. Okay, there's a text from a listener which relates to uh, the same thing, but has a specific age on it. It reads, can PCOS be treated or reversed? Well, we know it can't be reversed. Mm -hmm. Can it be treated at the age of 46? So you will still have symptoms of PCOS, but now you probably will be in perimenopause as well. And your doctor will adjust your hormone replacement or will look at once again helping you to lose the weight, um, which of course I don't, yeah, in menopause it becomes another big story. Maybe, maybe we weight, hear about that story because I think it's, impo- it's important to hear about that story. What happens with uh, so PCOS and menopause? In menopause, you start producing estrogen. And that is a phase where women naturally will have more male hormone. And as the hormones adjust, I read the other, I read a, a paper the other day. Um, menopause is probably one of the areas in life where you go through the most hormonal changes in the shortest period of time. But as those hormones adjust, what does happen is we tend to lose weight more, more difficultly. And if you already have PCOS with insulin resistance, it makes it even a, a bigger problem. And the challenge then is that you also become a higher risk for dyslipidemia or, or raised cholesterol, and you then are a cardiac risk as well. So if you are 46, you've got PCOS, you're going through perimenopause, and you're overweight, I would suggest that Probably, if it was my friend or my mother, I would ask them to go and see a dietitian to help them with the weight loss, um, because you're going to have to make drastic changes to your to your diet and how you how you consume, especially carbohydrates and sugars, so that you don't increase your weight and don't increase that risk for dyslipidemia and cardiac disease.
So, uh, you know, it's equally important to manage your weight when you Mm. have uh, PCOS. Okay, Uh, I'm going to ask you to hold a bit, Karen. We've got a caller, Anonymous in Joburg, wants to talk to you. But for now, it's 11.30, Postol is standing by with the news headlines. You are listening to KG Mwekezi on SAFM. It's Wednesday and uh, we're talking health today and uh, at the heart of our discussion is polycystic ovary syndrome. Polycystic ovary syndrome is an endocrine or hormonal condition that affects both girls and women but is often only diagnosable in women of reproductive age. We're having a conversation with Karen Besta, medical trainee at Lamel Pharmaceuticals about it. Anonymous in Joburg wants to ask Karen a question. Hi, Anonymous. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, thanks, Anonymous. I'm fine, thank you. Um, I started having, like, I discovered that I had this issue at a later age, but at the moment, from 13 years, I've had acne, hair on the face, thin hair, hair on the chest, and right mm-hmm. now, I'm actually struggling with very oily skin and the acne and the insulin. Mm-hmm. If I just even drink water, it's like, I've got this terrible, terrible insulin. Something just happened, like there's this vile feeling. I can't take anything sweet. It took me 10 years to conceive. It, it took mm. me 10 years to actually have a child, and it's been wow. horrible. I, I I, actually need help with this because, like, as it is now, it's, like, becoming worse. The, the monthly, last month, my monthly cycle was terrible. I thought I was bleeding to death. Mm. So I actually even had to contact my doctor and was like, no, you have to get iron medication and some other things. Yeah. It was terrible. I'm I'm struggling with this and I've never had a clear face in my life. If, if you look at me, it's like a bottle of oil just went on my face. It's oh, no. terrible. I'm sorry. I've no, never, no. ever, ever, even to wear makeup, you know, you just forced to just cover, but... I've never ever had clear skin in my life, so it's mm. it's a struggle, and this struggle is real. And I wish that this could actually be implemented, especially to the girl child at school, that they are taught about this at an early age. Mm. Because if I had known what I know now, surely I could have maybe pushed my mom or my grandma to say, "Let's go seek a doctor. Let's go and 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 have this treated." Because you know, what, to be a young lady and you have pimples, and you know. People look at you mm. strange if you have acne on the face. It, it's horrible. Mm. It, it's been a struggle. It's been terrible, really. I'm sorry. So mm. I would. So for the acne, I would um, probably. So sorting out the insulin resistance will also help with I- improving the acne. Are you under medical care at the moment? Are you seeing a doctor? Um, now you know what you end up giving up because it's like. You know, you just give up if you don't see immediate results. You know how it is. You just, you just give up. So like now, the struggle is I'm gaining weight a lot now, and yeah, the insulin it's it's it, it's horrible. I can't even as I'm talking to you now. It's like I can just, I I I have to like, sorry to say, I have to throw up because it's 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 getting to to my to my throat. It's it's horrible. Anything I take in, it's like there's this acid reflux going on. I yeah, I, I think there's happening. probably there probably other challenges going on with you at the moment. I would suggest so it's I I we we can't diagnose over the phone, but what I would okay. suggest is is that you go back to a medical doctor. So or um um yeah, medical doctor, it could be a GP. Um 
I know endocrinologists um, are in, in private, they are reasonably expensive, but see if your medical aid will cover you to go to an endocrinologist because what the endocrinologists do is they check all your bloods and, and find out what else is going on because at the mm-hmm. moment what it sounds to me like um, there might have been something that they've missed um, with regards to your insulin levels and also with regards to your diet. Um, and then from there, we need to look at maybe getting a multidisciplinary team together. So you might need to go and see a, a dietitian, um, mm-hmm. and you might need to just go and, and find someone who can give you a little bit of emotional support and help as well in this. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Um, so maybe join one of the PCOS support groups as well um, because they can give you a lot. Uh, the, the the ladies in the PCOS support groups are very good at giving very, very good advice. Um, you can also go to our Lamel PCOS support group on Instagram. Um, it's called okay. PCOS-Ovaria. Um, and and there you also get um, you can get into contact with us and we can maybe point you in the right direction okay no that's fine thank you so much all the best um, all the best Anonymous I'm so sorry to hear about uh, your -hmm. challenges all the best and maybe Mm -hmm. let's talk around Karen the treatment part Uh, Mm. you know uh, the the truth of the matter is we can't ignore the fact that we're in South Africa and a lot of people don't have private Mm. medical uh, aid for example they don't have access so uh, you know are you one are you able to get it diagnosed by a public institution institution and if you get it diagnosed by a public institution are they able to point you in the right direction in terms of the treatment issues yes so the treatment of PCOS is not very complicated Um, and it's generally the medication that that is used are things like um, we we we, um, doctors will put patients with PCOS on the pill initially Um, just to try and get their hormone levels into zinc once again and get them into zinc once again. My kids always tease me. Um, So that we can start menstruating and ovulating again. Uh, Metformin is a a diabetic medication that's available, that is given um, in some cases. In some cases, the doctors will need to um, control hormones in resistant PCOS. But the medication that has been used is, Nothing new, so it's not expensive medication. So that should be available in our state facility. Um, but from a from a point of view, um, when we look at uh, managing PCOS on a lifestyle point of view, um, I would suggest that you look at adding more vegetables into your diet. Eat, try and eat less carbohydrates. I know carbohydrates are cheap and easily accessible. Um, but if you're eating more vegetables and more meat, so more proteins, and you are you are moving, so you are walking and you are moving, that already can just bring the excess weight down, which will also have an effect on your insulin levels. So it's okay. It's not an expensive. It's I know endocrinologists are not cheap, but mm. it, and they are endocrinologists in state facilities. So um, and they are gynecologists in state facilities. So. Yeah. It should be managed, and it and it is not, as I say, it's not an expensive 
uh, something to treat. I'm going to mm. read something that comes from a listener on WhatsApp. If I I butcher some of the medical words, please forgive me. Uh, I'm not a doctor. I'm really just a radio presenter. Uh, but, I, I, you know, here I quote, I had a uterine ablation and mm-hmm. cauterized my endometriosis is in my abdomen. We mm-hmm. think they have singed my ovaries in instant menopause um the gp thought i had a hysterectomy my estrogen is so low i am on hormone patch uh e-stall is this good or bad considering especially cancer risks also and future risks to consider for cancer hormones i cite like i said that was hard for me to read (laughs) <laughs> okay. So an endometrial ablation just means that what they do is, so inside, if, if we go and look inside the uterus, there are tiny little veins that make the endometrium. And um, the, there are enzymes that work that release the endometrium um, every month, and that's how you menstruate. Now, ablation is is that those little veins have just been, they literally burnt so that it nearly makes the scar tissue so you don't have endometrium anymore. Um, so your risk for endometrial cancer, I am not a specialist on endometrial, on endometrial cancer, but it should be lower. I would still go for my pap smears and still have um, my sonars. Every, probably if you've had an ablation, your doctor will probably, your gynae will probably have, will see you every two, every five years, every two to five years. So still go for those. Um, with regards to the singeing of the ovaries, I'm not sure how that would happen. Um, if you are worried about that, please get a second, second opinion. Um, even our doctors say you are not married to your doctor. If you are worried about what has happened to you in the hands of one doctor, go to a second doctor and get a second mm, opinion. Absolutely. Um, so they can do a sonar. Um, it might be an internal sonar, but if you've had an ablation, I'm reasonably sure you're at an age where it's not so much of a problem. But they'll do a sonar and they'll check everything and they'll make sure what is working and what is not. With regards to the lowering of estrogen, we start seeing a lowering of estrogen from the age of 35 already in females. And this is also a point of education at this stage is that we are so... We're used to women in 50s getting moody and going through perimenopause, but you're actually starting in your 30s already. Okay. Um, and so there can be a drastic dip, and it's good to have it replaced because it actually keeps you healthy. And the data on cancer is now being refuted. Okay. So as long as you are checking your breast monthly, you're going for your pap smears and your gynae appointments every two to five years, depending on what your gynae has suggested, okay. you, sh- you should be good. So, I mean, lastly, I think let's get, you spoke of a support group, and I think it sounds like that support group can be accessed online. Please give mm. uh, the details of that support group. And is there a, a sort of a website you can recommend where people can go and read more or find any information that they, meet, uh, that they need for PCOS? Okay, so the website is the Ovaria website. So you literally just search for Ovaria. That'll have the product and some detail on PCOS. Um, our support group is PCOS.Ovaria on um, IG, on Instagram. 
And then on all social media platforms, there are there are lots of FIFA support groups. The last five or six years, people have been starting to talk about it. Um, they are creating support groups. They are helping each other with diet and exercise and emotional support. Um, and what I would also do is on your local community group, maybe ask a question, are there any ladies here with PCOS? And start your own support group. Mm. Um, and we're very, we're, we're very interested in helping and, um, and driving and educating. If you do, have a, if you do start a support group, um, we can definitely help with some clinical information as well. So, yeah, there, yeah. Is, there is quite a bit of support available. Okay. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for your time. Thank you for Such your patience and, you, and your expl- expe- I mean, explanations. So if you're a PICOS survivor, I wish you well, and I hope you find the support you need. Thank you for keeping us company. Keep it SAFM all day, uh, all the time.